He's the man in the back of the room. Y con la voz de Dios. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, CEOs where to go, and stars when to shine. But as he likes to point out, Who cares? I care. It's true, she cares. And so does he. He's entertainment and production agency owner and meeting and event master, Anthony Bellotta. She's his Agent 99, and you're about to be Bellottified. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Bellottified, the one and only pod about events, entertainment, and engagement. I'm Anthony Bellotta, and I'm here, as I am every week, with the delicious, always optimistic, Alexia Cristina Postolidis. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be talking about me. Oh, well, you are also delicious, delicious and always <laughs> <Yeah>. optimistic. <laughs> I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> well, oh, hello, goodness. everyone. And who here hasn't? That's right. <laughs> who wants to? I don't want to wait for an introduction. Let's get into this. <laughs> Let's just do this. Go ahead, Anthony. I shouldn't step on your toes. No, 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 no. As you all know, now we have Neil Rubenstein back for part two, or part two, as we say, uh, for another episode of Bellotified, because we had so much to talk about last time. As a matter of fact, I think I had to leave the call, and you and Alex and uh, kept talking for, I think, another That's right. That was, very, that was very inconsiderate, I'm telling you. That... that... That's what Come I. Come on, we had more I fun did. without him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, they can't wait for me to leave. Mm. You know, that's that's, that's how it goes. That's not you know? true. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay, before we get started, if you're a new listener, please take this time to like and subscribe. Go ahead. We'll give you a sec. Why? Thank you. So, Neil, Ruby, with yes. an I, not no, with a Y. Listeners, well, we must well, apologize the, to you. That's right, the Rubenstein part. Right. Yeah, the Rubenstein part. But but Ruby, did they did they use a Y when they referred to you as Ruby yes. back in the day? Yes. And was it just a shortening of, of Rubenstein or were uh were they That actually... was my nick my nickname. That was a nickname, Ruby, you know, for Rubenstein. Which ironically my father when he was in college, they called him Ruby also. It's a it's a natural. Because you're a gem. Okay, I'll well, accept I'm just, that. I'm assuming. I mean, yeah, if it, you weren't a gem there, of a guy, they there will know. be people that will say unpolished, but yes, I'll agree. Okay. Isn't that the best kind, though? It, it really is. There's more energy in an unpolished stone. Yes, yes, you polish away all of the energy right. and all of the pizzazz and the chutzpah when you polish a stone, That's right? right. That's right. Just make sure you you give you give Alex an extra bonus for Christmas. Absolutely, Ooh, I, I like you, Ruby. <laughs> oh my <Thank> goodness! <laughs> well, she said, you know, I have all this great energy. That's why, you know, all these. You do. You do. I, I get I get all these 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 wonderful compliments. You know. Ah, uh, you're and a I sweetheart. Say. It's easy, right? But I, the Gestapo, I, you know... but the Gestapo. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to talk about Dangerous a bit. Yeah. Since okay. it's your newest, most latest, most recent project. Well, I, let, let's recap by saying, first of all, Dangerous is a uh, musical, an original musical, not based on any 
movie or 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 pop star or anything like that. It's the setup of the old Warner Brothers gangster movies. Uh, it's a whodunit musical, and uh, not only that, it doesn't have one, but it has two twists at the end. And I know most people, when they hear whodunit, they their eyes light up. They love they love mysteries. And the last time something like this was done on Broadway, nineteen eighty nine. Wow, the City of Angels, because this type of this type of genre on live stage is very hard to do, very hard to write for. But uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a writer, uh, John Tricasso, who was amazing at, at putting this together. He's also amazing because he wrote the music, and uh, as I like to say, he comes from the uh, uh, Irving Berlin School of Composition. He neither reads nor writes, but he sits down at the piano and just kills it. Wow. So, and, uh, the music, and the music is great. Uh, anybody wants to listen to it, they can hear it. Uh, we have a website which was not updated because we were supposed to do a, web, a, uh, a workshop uh, at the beginning of November. A workshop being, it wasn't just having people stand in front of uh, music stands, but there was going to be choreography. There was going to be a little bit of, of uh, uh, costuming and makeup for something that's needed for this. So, and uh, unfortunately, we had to uh, postpone it. Mm-hmm. So I have not, I was because I was planning to put, we would, we would have updated everything on the website, but you can still get a good idea of, of uh, the music is there and whatnot. Anyway, www.dangerousmusical.com. It's a really jazzy, fun score. Yes, I've is. had an opportunity to listen. And uh, the music seems to really carry the story, not not really uh, being privy to the book. It feels like the music carries the story along. And uh, I'm only I've listened to half of it now. And the song that is very intriguing to me already is. I bet I know which one it is. Uh, do you want to take a guess? Uh, and I always get the name, <laughs> I get the it, name of the song. Things aren't what they um, more than meets the eye. More than meets the eye. I don't yes. know why. I have. It's amazing. I've been with the show for what six years, and I have. It's a mental block on the name of that song. But I knew that was the song you, you knew say. that I was referring to. That exactly. Yes. More than Be- meets the eye. Because the lyrics suggest that there's more than meets the eye when you're just listening. I never sent you the, the script, song. Anthony. No, I don't think so. You sent me, uh, you sent me a flyer. On I've had Dangerous. the pitch deck on it. Yes, the pitch deck yeah, with the music. But mm-hmm. I didn't. But I don't think I have the score. I mean, oh the, well, the, we'll uh, have to rectify that script. Yeah, please do. Please okay. do. It sounds fun. Can we do it, it in the office just to, for ourselves, Anthony? Yes, we can go. I haven't sung it. in a while, so if we let's just let's put on a show. I haven't either, and there I was go. just singing along with uh, "Fool Over You." That's a good a ba- one. Male ballad. Yeah, nice that's ballad. also a good one. Uh, yeah. I was. It is a beautiful ballad. I was just singing along with that. Uh, so yes, we sh- we can we can definitely do if if, if oh, Neil excellent. doesn't mind and an unsolicited, uh, you know, um, performance of this in the office. For Absolutely, sure. sure. Why not? I was okay. wondering though, could we also include a song on this broadcast? And if so, if you say yes to this. Of course, you picked the song. You've got me right away. Yes, I, I, I agree to it immediately. Great. Now, which song would be interesting? Um, oh, please, 
please. People are trying to get a hold of me now. Um, people. I would say now that I will. Well, let's put it this. I'll, I'll throw it to you. There is one song that is a showstopper. It's the song that everyone says the 11 o'clock number, which ironically, in terms of uh, lyrics, does not forward the action. Now, just for those of you listening out there, the, the proper way when you're doing a musical, the music, the lyrics should forward the action to the next scene or whatever's happening afterwards. It just so happens this, this song, which is a killer song, has nothing really to do. I mean, it's set in the setting, but it doesn't really forward the action per se. John will probably kill me for saying this, but <laughs> by the same token, people don't care. They go crazy when, when it's done. We have this gal, Nikenji, who is an amazing. I brought her in. I, I knew her before we did. The, we started doing the show. I brought her in for the reading, and they took her immediately, and she kills with this song. She absolutely, she's Juilliard trained. She's out there. when she, she, She's been on Broadway. Uh, she was in uh, uh, Motown, the musical. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, her bread and butter, she's out in the world, goes out into the sticks, and plays, uh, she sings with uh, all these uh, symphony orchestras. And she's amazing. Is she it Devil is in a Bottle? Correct. And now, how did, now, how did, how did you know that? <laughs> how did you guess that? Well, I just honestly, just the way that you described the song and who sings it. Uh, and I mean, I can, I can set titles. it up. I mean, it's easy yeah. for me to set, set any of these songs and, up. There, there were a it, few songs. Yeah. You said it's an 11 o'clock number. So I figured, okay, it's coming towards the end of the show. And at that point, the number doesn't really have to push the story along. If you ask me at, at that point in the show, it's almost over. Uh, well, this is, this is the song that every time we've done this in, in a reading, we did it in a concert and people go nuts. They go crazy on this. So I thought, well, why not? The other song is another one that's, that's uh, earlier on uh, that we want to do a, a, uh, a video of called uh, when the band begins to swing. Mm -hmm. which is very reminiscent. There was, a, there was a video done years ago with George Raft out of one of the movies, and we're looking to do something like that because it has that beat starts off like a, dream, a Gene Krupa type of beat, and then you get into it. But, uh, but yeah, um, uh, Devil in a Bottle would be fine. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Love right. that name. Beautiful. Hey, 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 hey,
And remember, the man who wrote this, he wrote the music, does not read or write. <laughs> this is amazing. Read or write music. Correct. Yes. yes. Let's, yes. let's, let's be clear. Let's sometimes, sometimes, well, sometimes there's a question about his writing also. That's besides the point. <laughs> He's going to so, love that when he, when he hears you say that now. So now we, I did a little bit of investigating and, and to give the audience some uh, perspective on how long it takes, how long it could take to bring a show to Broadway. I read that uh, you did a reading of this, right? 10, 17, 17 at Feinstein's, 54 Below. Correct. So that was already five years ago, and you've been working on this. You put your fingers up eight years. Did I see eight fingies? It's, it's well, not, I, we started, uh, I met John. It was, I guess, the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. Okay, so five, and, six years uh, ago. Mm -hmm. The average, I will tell you, the average show, takes about it's it's let me let me back up a bit for years I, I was in film and i would tell people when a movie came to your local theater what you were seeing was something that was pitched a minimum of seven to ten years prior to that and ironically lately it wasn't always like this the broadway shows now same thing seven years mm -hmm. there was a, a show that just closed unfortunately was a great show. Diane Paulus directed. Was uh, Jagged Little Pill with the yes. music of of uh, Alanis Morissette. Morissette. Phenomenal. A dear friend of mine was, was starring in it, uh, Elizabeth Stanley. And uh, even with Diane Paulus, uh, it took I think mm. it, it was close to seven years before it got to Broadway. Right. But uh, and that'll yeah, have a life on a the road. That'll have a life. Oh on the road. yes, absolutely, absolutely. You know, in the event business, it takes a while to, and it's just a lesson that nothing happens overnight. And though we love the idea that somebody or something, you know, becomes popular overnight, that's just not the way it happens. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, the up and coming uh, aforementioned John Intricasso, as I say, he's a he's a, a new a new uh, playwright. He's already seventy five. Isn't that something? And wow. He's been, he says, come on, before, I, when the pandemic started, I had, I called him, I, I knew, when they started, I knew there was going to be a problem. And I called him, I said, John, start taking your vitamins, because I knew everything was on hold. Everything we were, we were moving for stopped. It was two and a half years we lost, like everybody else. Right, right. It's true. So, and, and even without losing two, two and a half years, it takes a while. You're, you, as the as the yeah. executive producer, we talked a little bit about this last time, but if you wouldn't mind I'm giving us a little producer, more first. not the you're executive the, producer. Okay, you're, the, you're the lead producer. Lead producer, right. So tell us what that role is and tell us how it differs from the executive mm -hmm. producer. Sure. Lead producer is basically the guy who initially will option or find, find a, a script or a writer or get an idea for something and look to do it. It's like uh, uh, they'll, they'll contact uh, uh, Neil Diamond and say, we'd like to do a show. Okay. So the lead producer is the guy who kind of gets everything started. I'm the guy who comes in, got the book, got the idea, hire the director. Uh, in my case, it was a matter of uh, I had already met the, the author, met John, through uh, Michael Colby, who does the lyrics for the show, an amazing lyricist, uh, who I knew. 
his grandparents, by the way, owned the Algonquin Hotel for many, many years. There's a, and not to shill his book, but called the Algonquin Kid. There are photos in there that you'll never see anywhere else because he grew up with all these people from show business, both in film and stage and radio, that would stay at the Algonquin. And he kind of lived there. So uh, anyway, uh, I met with them, fell in love with the, with the music and the, and the story. The fact is that because it's a, it's a whodunit, it stands out head and shoulders above everything that's out there. Uh, and uh, then took a year to find a director that, could, that, would, that would be available to direct this. And we did. We got Dennis Jones, who uh, is a uh, two-time nomi uh, Tony nominee in choreography. Uh, he, he worked with, for many years, he worked with uh, Jerry Mitchell, who, mm. uh, who has won a few Tonys in his own right. Uh, Kinky Boots is one, mm. and wow. a few others out there. I can't think of off the top of my head, but Jerry's amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, but it took a year to find him. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of lunches, and I would sit down, again, as, as lead producer, I'd have the, the directors come in, talk to a lot of them, some names that, that are well-known, some that weren't. And uh, I'd have John there and Michael there for the very simple reason that they're the ones who will be working with each other, not me. And there's mm -hmm. enough drama in my life. I don't need to get phone calls every day. I can't stand this person. So we had to make sure that it was the right person, the right fit. Um, once that's done, then it's in the hands of the director and the, and the writers. I also did something that usually the director does. I also hired the music director, uh, and I hired the lighting director, who since had to leave for other work because of the pandemic, uh, and, uh, and the costume designer. I, I did it. But in any event, uh, that's what the lead producer does. The lead producer is the guy that kind of puts it all together initially. Uh, the executive producer, on the other hand, is somebody who's usually a paid, a hired hand who comes in and will help out, especially if someone is a first timer or is not sure of the ropes or whatever, and they will come in and help out. They will, uh, in some cases, help raise money. That's the area that I, that's the one area I kind of hate, but it has to be done. Money makes the world go around as the song goes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, they, they will uh, bring a, uh, an expertise, if, if you will, to, to the, to the uh, creative team that might not be there. Also, for first time lead producers, uh, they, they could lend an air of, uh, credibility so that's the, the, the as i say the, the difference being the executive producer is kind of like a hired hand well and we're going through something like this which i i can't divulge but only to say that if somebody owns a property and you're trying to get rights to that property then who the lead producer is who the executive producer the names around the project and the experience of those people mm -hmm. is key to getting the rights. Correct. You know, it's not just about selling the rights to whomever. It's about selling the rights to the company, to the producer. This is why I had, I made sure that the people I, I brought in were names. 
uh, and I can, I'll list them very quickly. Right. Uh, 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 music director is Phil Reno. He's, he's brilliant. He's a genius and I love the man. Uh, he did, uh, something rotten did oh. elf. He did a few others. He's, uh, but he's a genius. He sat down with what he did with this music. He, uh, he also, he, he arranged it and it was beautiful. The mm-hmm. five, we had a five piece band. Um, we had, and again, now these are people who left Natasha Katz, who was done. I think she has three or four Tonys under her belt as lighting director. And, uh, she jumped at this because it's a film noir piece. Mm-hmm. How fun yes. for Very a much director. that. And the lighting, th- th- this is something they just jump at. Right. And, and initially we had, we also had, uh, William Ivy long six time Tony winner and he jumped at it. Uh, unfortunately, there were things that happened that were out of our control, and so uh, we we lost we lost uh, William and Natasha because of the pandemic. She wound up working. She's on the West Coast doing things. She's all over the place, and she said, "I can't give you the attention that I'd like to at this point." So she dropped out. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. We have we have some great people that that, that uh, jumped in. Uh, Andrea Hood is by the way, uh, half my creative staff is female. Now, it, there's been now you're going yay. yay. Now I want to tell you something. I've been I've been. This has been where my head's been at for over 20 years. I was I was putting together another show which I'm now re uh, reigniting, relaunching again, called Trojans Not Required: The Real Story of Lysistrata. Female writer, female director. The whole thing was going to be female because it's it's a story from the female perspective. So when I hear today they have, you know, the, 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 the watchwords on Broadway are inclusion and diversity. <sighs> Give me a break. I've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, and by the way, uh, dangerous, d- dangerous is, is a, a naturally, uh, it's a culturally diverse show by virtue of how it's written. So we already have all that. So we're in there. We're in that box. And by the way, and Nakenji, in case you haven't guessed by her name, she is a... Now, I used to say woman of color. That's not right anymore. Woman of color means means someone other than black. So I, I found this out. They changed the, 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 uh, uh, the uh, definition. But you, she's, she's you, black, but she's got, she's got a phenomenal voice. You mentioned something about um, bringing the team together and the yes. fact that they, they have to work together. Mm-hmm. So yes. I, I I just uh, would like to know, is that what you expect of a team that they will work together, or do you expect direction from the top? And well, one would hope so. Uh, one of the things when we even when we're looking for a director, you want somebody who who has a good sense of of what you're writing. And in the case, you know, but John's writing, he has a good sense of what the story is because there are people that came in. We, we had, we had one director who's very good. She's an excellent director. And she came up, she sort of uh, throwing out some ideas. I thought John was going to get up and, and punch her in the face. He was so upset because <laughs> she turned, she had basically changed the whole concept of the, of the show. And, uh, so you want someone who's kind of on the same page. However, you don't want a yes man or woman, as the right. case may be. You want someone who will bring something to it. But there's got to be, there is some sort of, you know, uh, 
symbiotic uh, relationship between between uh, the writers, the the, the director, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I on the top will sit there, and I have my own ideas, and I have in the past said things. I said, "No, I don't like this. Let's do it this way." Or Dennis called me one time because he was on the boards when when the diversity thing was very big, and he said. Now we have one of one of our leads is a gentleman by the name of Jake Kinberg. He's a Jewish gangster from Brooklyn. Dennis calls me. Can we make Jake black? <laughs> My answer to that was only if his name was Sammy Davis Jr. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, come on, give me a break. I mean, overdo this thing. And so, uh, you know, I. I'm all for diversity. I mentioned the, the thing about the women because the people who came in, we have another lighting director who came in, uh, ML, and she, oh, she's a woman. She does a lot of a lot of lighting, and she's I've, I've seen her work, and it's perfect for this type of thing. Um, Andrea Hood is doing our costume design, and uh, we have uh, Cookie Jordan who's doing uh, uh makeup i mentioned these two names because they're currently on broadway in uh, they they uh are represented in uh into the woods they did the costumes and and makeup for into the woods which is still running on broadway um uh, and then we have uh, who else did we get uh i missed i'm missing one lighting and uh okay Choreographer you gave us direct costume i gave costume no that's costumes. it yeah costume was Set design Hood. Set design is uh, Alexander Dodge. He did Anastasia. Mm. Now, Anastasia was an amazing set. And beyond, not just the set itself. The set was, was almost bare bones, but there was a, uh, uh, a um, projection, video projection, which was amazing. And a uh, matter of fact, what was amazing was they weren't even nominated for a Tony. They were snubbed and it, I don't know how that happened. This was most incredible. They had, I'll give you one quick scene. They have Anastasia on a train going from Russia to, to Paris. And basically what it was, was a, like an open, like a Conestoga wagon, if you will, that mm -hmm. was supposed to be, it was supposed to represent the train. Mm -hmm. And so you first see it from the side and in the back, you see the, the, uh, uh, you can see the, 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 the background, the trees going by left to right. Now, that wagon is on a, the train is on a turntable, turn mm -hmm. and it turns. So now you're seeing the front. And behind, in the back, now the video, it, you're, you're, the, the view perspective is... perspective changes. It's mm -hmm. It was amazing. And they did a whole bunch like that. It was incredible. And uh, this came from the mind of, of Alexander Dodge. He did have the, the person who did the, the, the projection was someone else, but it was under his direction. Mm -hmm. And Alexander is on board with this also. There uh, are some so, really talented yeah. projectionists on board. Oh, actually. Oh, well, that was one of the things. Now, when we were going to we, still, uh, we we're going to do our workshop. Uh, the workshop usually entails, well, uh, let me back up. In a reading, it's just, Music stands and the and the actors behind them and that's it. Uh, and then they're, they're not allowed to do any choreography, nothing like that. In a workshop, usually you have 
uh, a minimum, a minimalist set. In many cases, they'll have boxes that represent uh, tables and, and, and a couple of chairs, and that's about it. Uh, and not much else. And there's rarely any costume, and rarely, and even more rare, is uh, makeup. Because of the nature of this show, first of all, it is very action-oriented. So a reading never never really uh, gave Doesn't it. Doesn't really tell it. Right. No, no. That, it, it's hard. Even, even with a stage manager giving directions, saying, okay, they did this and they did that. It, it's very hard to imagine. You need to see it. The point is really of that is to really get you want to get you want to get that across. Grab them right and with so the music what, and the book. so what what I decided to do again. This is the lead producer coming in in me and the creative part of it. I said let's do a backdrop. Originally we were going to just do photos on a uh, on a rear screen projection, which is done sometimes. And then I got the bright idea because I'd seen something done. Uh, for video produ uh, video projection. So we're going to do video projection. So now you get to see, you'll get a really good idea of when you're in the nightclub, you're in the, you're in the alleyway, next thing you are, you're, you're in Cairo, you're in the desert, whatever, it's all going to be there. And because, again, because of the nature of the show, there is a character that plays two characters. I don't want to give anything away. And uh, they... They need they, there needs to be makeup and costume, so they will be in makeup mm -hmm. and costume. So those are things that are added that normally you would not find necessarily in a workshop. So we're looking we're looking forward for that, and it's going to be really fun. And, and by the way, we'll be recording it. So even though you're on the other coast, we'll send you a copy of it. Mm. Yay! Thank you. That's it. There you go. Well, you have to have a, a viewing get a, party. Get on a plane. Get a, get a, get on a plane and come on out. See. Oh we, well, we would love it. You tell us when that reading yeah, is. No, really? Yeah. Absolutely. That's we're just trying to. We're just raising some money now to uh, to uh, relaunch, and uh, hopefully we'll be we'll be done with that shortly. And once I have the money in hand, I can then uh, go back to the to the. Uh, we were going to be doing this originally at. Uh, uh, well, I was going to say, we originally were going to be doing it at Bay Street in Sag Harbor. And because of the pandemic, it was suggested we do it in the city. Bay Street is still representing us in this. Uh, and that also is, that goes toward credibility. Uh, matter of fact, the, the artistic director there, a gentleman by the name of Scott Schwartz, who without trying to drop any names, daddy is Stephen Schwartz mm -hmm. of Wicked and Pippin fame, among others. I saw you photoed with him in Broadway World. I think you were honored. Were you honored at um, the Drama League? No, I was not. But but uh, Stephen was. Stephen, I have I have a few shots of Stephen and myself. Matter of fact, I ran into him at a uh, at a reading about a month ago. He was heading back out. He was heading the next day go to Vienna to be with with Scott. They're redoing. Uh, um, was it uh, Prince of Egypt, of which I am a an investor in? Mm. So, uh, matter of fact, I, I have I just by accident, coincidence, I was wearing a hoodie that says Prince of Egypt, London, on it. <laughs> and he sees, it, he says, "Where'd you get that? It looks nicer than mine." <laughs> so, so, so in our in our world, in the event world, I, yeah. I hear a lot of confusion 
uh, about the roles that a, a choreographer and a director play. Many, many times I'll I'll have a client ask for a choreographer when really they want somebody who will help them move people on and off stage. So would okay. you would you just sort of explain the difference in the sure. theater world and where the handoff is? Okay. Uh, I hope I get this right. <laughs> now, well, obviously, director is there initially he or she. Now, I'm going to say he because if I go through this all the time, so you'll, you'll forgive or me they, if I say he, right. they. Uh, they're the ones who will initially envision the show and how it will be set up in terms of what the, the overall look will be, which will then be dependent, uh, will then, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, it will then cause the, of how the, the staging will be in terms of where they get on, where they get off, where they'll be standing, that type of thing. Uh, overall, the director does all of that the choreographer initially takes care of dancing if there's a dance number choreographer comes in and the choreographer says okay we're going to do this we're going to do that there have been times where the choreographer actually does more of the movement of where the the actors will be also because by virtue of the fact that they have to be in a certain spot to be, be ready to start dancing. So the choreographer has more of a, there's a little more of a, uh, I want you to be standing stage right. I want you center, wherever. That's where you're going to be. And this is, do that. So it kind of, they kind of overlap in that, mm -hmm. in that sense. But yeah, mostly the choreography for the most part is the dancing part and the directing is the acting part. Uh, Thank and you now, that. now you've got, now you've got, you have a, the hyphen, the hyphenated person like a Jerry Mitchell, mm -hmm. uh, or, or a, uh, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, I can see his face. Yeah, anyway, I can, and I, uh, I know who you're talking about Kenny Ortega. No, no. Well, there's no. An, he's another one, but, um, uh, the one who, who did, who, who actually did, uh, oh, that's going to drive me crazy now who did, um, uh, something rotten among other things. Um, uh, Casey Nicola and uh, Dennis Mitchell, who is our director, mm -hmm. is also a slash, as we call him. He's a director choreographer of the show. Mm -hmm. uh, I personally, I, I would rather have, and he knows this, so I'm not saying anything behind his back. I prefer to have two separate people for the very simple reason that they're, they're, you have to focus on many, many things, mm -hmm. both as a director and a choreographer. And if you're doing both, you can't. Right. So uh, I made sure that when, 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 when uh, Dennis came on, I was very clear that he would have an assistant who will be, you know, once he, he'll set up, Dennis will set up the choreographer, the initial dance numbers. But once that's taken care of, his assistant will take care of everything else. Mm -hmm. Because when when the show is running, uh, especially in previews, when, when you're in previews, uh, which usually goes for four weeks, maybe six, the director, choreographer, and a few other people will be sitting in the back of the theater. If you go to previews, when you leave, you'll see people in the back with their little clipboards and writing notes. That's who they are, the, the, uh, the uh, 
the arranger is there, everybody, the, the, the creative team, they're all making their notes. Mm-hmm. And if you're the you're a director and choreographer, I'm sorry. I mean, you're brilliant. You can't do both because you're, you've got to be focusing on a, spe- a specific area. And it's very hard to focus on the dancing when you're focusing on this. So that's that's the whole thing. That's why. Yeah, your eyes have to be in too many different directions. Exactly, exactly. So that was my only my only direction, if you will, no pun intended, to Dennis. <laughs> you must have somebody there taking care of that portion of it. Because he knows if he doesn't, I'll hire it. I'll hire a choreographer. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, it, it, everybody gets together. Uh, I sit back then. Uh, I have ideas for uh, for casting, and uh, uh, I will throw them out. Uh, we have a casting director also. Uh, matter of fact, our original casting director, uh, I was spoiled by this man. His name was Jay Binder. He'd been in the business for over 40 years. He came on board. To, I'll tell you a funny quick story. I was looking for a casting director, and that was referred to him. And I called his office. The girl answered, says, uh, he's on vacation. He'll be back in five days. Okay, what's this about? And I just, I basically told her. I said, I said the, the show is called Dangerous, and I gave her the five-second pitch. You know, set up a Warner Brothers gangster movies. Uh, Who done it? Two twists at the end. Just tell him, here's my number. Call me, when, call me when he gets back. Okay. 20 minutes later, I got a phone call from him. <laughs> Girl, he was Five still on vacation. vacation. He, she called him. Now I figured, give him my, my name and my phone number. She actually took everything I said and told him. Wow. On the phone, he says, I'm in. Jay, don't you want to read the script? The script? Nope. I'm in. He, he said, I'm in. I still sent him the script, but he was in. Wow. And it turns out I didn't realize at the time I had to talk about a gem. This man was he was known in the business, everybody. Jay Bender has been around for years. Uh an example was I was at a I was at a uh, at a uh, 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 some sort of a workshop a reading of something. Uh Jason Alexander was was talking. I think he was selling a book or something. And afterwards his handlers are rushing him out the door. He had to go somewhere else. Everyone wanted to talk to him. No, no, no. And out the door. I knew Jay had told me that he had worked with him. And I just yelled out. I said, Jay Bender says, hi. He stops in his tracks, turns around. Jay, I love him. And the guys are holding him. There's no doubt in my mind. Had his handlers not been there, he would have come over to talk to me. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of the level. He, everybody, he, he, is, he was known through the industry. Unfortunately, he his health uh, faltered, and uh, matter of fact, it was the, the uh, uh, just as the pandemic started, he had called me. He didn't. He was in tears. He did not want to leave. He had to stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, and about a few a few months later, he did die. Passed oh. away. And uh, to find somebody else, uh, I have friends in the business, and and the, the pandemic just just was decimating. Uh, a lot of the companies they couldn't handle anything. Uh, I ultimately got a hold of uh, 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 Judy Henderson, who uh, she's known for. Uh, uh, if you saw, if you ever saw, uh, oh my God, uh, okay, uh, it'll come to me. It was on on 
on Showtime. Uh, oh my God, uh, I forgot the name of the show. Uh, <laughs> anyway, oh. it'll it'll come to me. It's a very well known show. Uh, and I can't even think of the the, the, the uh, if I if I can think of the 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 the, uh, the title character storyline. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a, uh, about this gal who's in who's in the CIA who's overseas. Homeland. Homeland. That's it. Homeland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, she did all the casting for that. And uh, wow. but uh, she's been around and. Uh, so weird. By the way, speaking of the film noir, because this script reads like a movie, I've I've walked into a couple of offices, and the the, the producers say this is a movie. And, yeah, I know. I already knew that. Uh, the game plan was originally to do the show on Broadway and then do the movie. However, we're working on with the pandemic. I am working to get a a, a director, hopefully a name director. And bring in some people and start doing the movie. So it'll come out around the same time as maybe the show gets to Broadway. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, incredible. Uh, if anybody out there has a has a connection to Martin Scorsese, please contact <laughs> me. You're laughing. I'm serious. No, I'm waiting the for reason, him to call me. That's all. Because Martin Martin Scorsese is a perfect would be perfect for the show mm-hmm. because there's this the the element of the gangster is the gangster element. And I tell him, listen, Marty, your buddy, your buddy, Stephen, he's already done his musical. It's time for you to do a musical. I mean, he did one, but it was nothing to speak of. This is a musical. Let's do it. And he lives in New York. So I'm trying to get a hold of him. What musical Ironic. did he do? Why can't I think of that? A, I couldn't think of it either until someone mentioned it to me. And it's, it was so forgettable. I don't <laughs> you know. It was it, it was something that was mentioned. Uh, he did. It was like 10 or 12 years ago or something, maybe further back uh it was it was in and out of the theaters uh not one of his better <laughs> better uh, things but i shouldn't say that because now me. but i'm trying to get a hold of something he did like new york that. new york that that I mean, that's was that's what it was new york new york um but uh and, and ironically enough they're not bringing that to broadway speaking of new york are new they york. really <laughs> yes yes uh, is there anything new except dangerous? No, it's the only new original. By the way, you know, with all these things, the the reason that that producers do this that they they bring in all these things, they'll oh, we'll take make a musical out of a uh, a, a movie uh, out of a movie, or let's talk about pop stars, is because for years, uh, pre pandemic, two thirds of the the theater going audience were out of towners. When they came into town. What did they look for? Something familiar, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is why Disney does so well, a branding, if you will, or who won the Tony. That was it. Right. right. So what do people do? They want something familiar. Let's mm-hmm. do Mean Girls or let's do Share or let's do. I'm just throwing these names out. I'm not making mm-hmm. any comments whether they're good or bad. Or let's do uh, or let's do Hello, Dolly, or let's do. Wicked, or let's well, do hello, Dolly is Phantom. Been, well, hello, Dolly's do... been around. Well, that's a little bit different because this was before. There, this is a we're talking about in the past ten years. There's been a, a trend of, of I mean, ev- almost everything is 
is uh, either jukebox. Are you talking about jukebox? That? It's either jukebox musical or taken directly from Hollywood, which, ironically, back mm-hmm. in the '30s and '40s, it was just the reverse. Hollywood mm-hmm. took everything from Broadway. Uh, well, in Lynn Mor- Manuel Miranda's case, it's yeah. the opposite. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, no, they, they, mm-hmm. they, but did you have someone that's that's original? And that to that point, if you look at who won the Tony or who's won the Tony in the past decade or so, none of the branded stuff. Every show that wins a Tony is original. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with one exception, and that was uh, once. And I will, I'm not even going to get into that. That that that's, uh, that was a show that should have run about three months. I love the music in it. It was interesting. And it was based on a movie, which I wasn't aware right. of until it, it, right. uh, it, it, I saw it. Right. But uh, that one, it, that one a Tony. But other than that, they're all it, original shows, every one of them. That show had some interesting staging, as I recall. Oh, yeah. The opening was very interesting. The opening was great. It was really interesting yeah. because I, yeah. I remember I come to the theater and there are about 50 people on the stage. And I'm, wait, this mm-hmm. is a big, this is a, that's a big cast. No, what they did was because the, the stage, the setting is a bar. And pre show and during intermission, it was open, it was an actual bar for the audience. And the audience would, was able to come up on the stage and have a drink. That's what that was. Yeah. Wow. It's very. I was, I was going. Yeah. I walked in. I said, "God, look at all these people on stage." That was the audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were having drinks. Yeah. You know, and then they then they shoot that's, them off, and then the, the show yeah, starts. Then the show starts. That's kind yeah. of a cool concept. I mean, it's got to be thrilling for the audience member. It's got to be. It's got to be a headache for the for the stage yeah, manager, though. Sure. So before 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 I forget to share this, look for an article by Rebecca Rubin with an I, mm-hmm. as it turns out, uh, about Martin Scorsese and John Carney teaming up for a George Gershwin inspired musical drama. Oh, well, there you go! Fascinating rhythm. That figures. Uh, that that uh, was published last year in, in April. So he's going to be finished with this project when you you know in just a few few few. Well, months, ironically right? enough. My my casting director Judy Henderson turns out that she's friends with one of Martin's daughters from one of his marriages. I'm not sure which one. She lives in Chicago, which, by the way, is where we'd like to take this show when we do our first regional, mm-hmm. because it's a perfect Makes fit. Sense. It's a, exactly sense. it's a perfect yes. fit. I asked her, give her a call. She was reluctant. She did. She said she doesn't want to. Doesn't she want to work with her father? We'll do the two together because she's a director in her own right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'll tell you how, how the, the pandemic really affected me. A week before everything shut down, I had the, the pleasure of meeting Sofia Coppola. Or Coppola. I don't know which mm-hmm. is the proper. Coppola. Which is the yeah. Coppola. Coppola. And uh, it was at uh, the National Arts Club at a, at a, a black tie function. And... Um, I had I had a chance to to speak with her. Unfortunately, it was right as she was leaving, and her date I don't know if it was a, a boyfriend or a, a husband. I think it was a date, and he is pushing her out the door. She said, "Let's." And I, there's even a photo of the two of us. I'm going to be back here next week, next Friday. There's a there's a fashion show. Will you be here? I said yes. That was next. That was the following Friday. The following Thursday is when everything shut down. <laughs> 
Oh, that was the end of that. Yeah. Oh my God. And no. and so because I would have loved to have pitched this to her. Would have loved to have pitched this to her. So you know that's but so that's the thing we're looking for. I'm looking to to also make this into a movie. It will be it will be a be a great movie. You know, it will do very well because, as I say, it's a film noir type of feel to it. So, and 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 ironically, the script kind of reads like a movie. The only mm-hmm. difference doesn't say interior exterior. So, but it has that whole it has that whole thing to it. Neil, uh, Neil, I think yes. we have time for for one final question, and I I want to make it a good one. So, I'd I'd like to know sure how important we've talked, and you mentioned last time that mm-hmm. um, you can really make money on the road sometimes you don't make the money on broadway but you can really make it on the road how broadway's dirty little secret (laughs) broadway's dirty little secret and so give me a little bit more information on that secret how important is that broadway run however short it may be to actually getting a show on the road it's helpful not necessary but it definitely is helpful uh when you can when you can market a show in the in the midwest or the south or anywhere anywhere else saying uh as last seen on broadway or broadway's boom 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 whatever it is that gives it a little more credibility than if it's a brand new show uh and yeah it, the shows that have that have bombed on broadway that have failed miserably will make money on the road because the cost of the of a tour is a fraction of what it is on Broadway. There's a lot that more That still involved. blows my mind, though. That, that, it, it's know, hard for me to wrap my head time. around. I know, because you've it's got... True. It's you're true. putting a cast up, their travel expenses. Well, you, well you've you got that, that, but you don't have everything else. You don't else. have the names. You don't have the names. You have the travel. Well, no, you don't have that, and you also don't have... You don't have the cost of the theater. Keep in mind, by the way, as the lead producer, I am paying for the theater. Now, when I say I'm paying for the theater, I just don't mean rent. I'm paying electric, heat, the ushers, any kind of maintenance, everything involved with the oh, with the with the running of that theater. Labor. I am now paying for union with labor. the exception with the exception of the taxes. I pay for everything. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. how the Schubert's and the Nederlanders. And that's right. Jamson, that's how they make their money. And it's, it's, all, paid, paid it's all paid for before it's the paid show for by hits me. the road. It's, it's all paid, paid for, for before every ticket is sold. Exactly. It's all paid for in advance. Now, that said, now that said, remember that two-thirds audience I mentioned mm-hmm. uh, that... pre-pandemic? Mm-hmm. They're not back yet. Right. And right. so it's been very hard. Yeah. The shows that are opening right now, and I, I hope they all do well. I don't wish any of them ill. But the sustainability is is still very uh, tenuous at best. And uh, because once, yeah, everybody from the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, uh, you know, Connecticut, they come in to see the show. But after that, you're still not getting the people from the Midwest. You're not getting the people from overseas. They're coming back, but not enough yet that said what neil wants to do is we take the show once we we, we'll do our workshop we get our money now we raise the money for the regional theater we'll be in the regional 
for for argument's sake, will be in 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 Chicago. We do our four weeks in Chicago. Normally, after Chicago, we set our sights on Broadway. What Neil wants to do, and this goes back to your your question, I want to take it on the road, and we'll we'll tour it first. Now, it would be a lot easier if it was already a brand, mm-hmm. but by the same token, and this is where the investors love me, it's a fraction of the cost, meaning that as we're going around the country, they're getting money back. The, the investors get paid before I do. Uh, and uh, because it costs less, they get their money back faster. Mm-hmm. And, and, then ultimately, and then ultimately, we will go to Broadway. At that point, we'll have a name, mm-hmm. and that's so. It kind of, and 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 mm-hmm. ironically enough, in the in the 30s and 40s and 50s, that's how that was the model. The model was, you'd go through anywhere from five to seven to maybe ten different cities before you went to Broadway. You went to Philadelphia. You went to Boston. You went to Baltimore. You went everywhere, and uh, and then you came in. Then you came into to Broadway. Uh, it's become so expensive to do a show now. We'll just do one regional and then go right to Broadway. That was that's what has been done. But you may see more of this being done now. But what that's you, that's my that's my game plan. I have another question. <laughs> Sorry, just they, they just come up. What do you attribute <laughs> then to the success of shows like? And I'm talking about box office success now. Mm-hmm. Cats, Phantom. Uh, you know, what do you, what, I'm, how I'm do laughing you... because cats, I've never seen cats. I had no desire to ever see it. I was never crazy yeah, about the music. Uh, I don't know. I, cats, and I yet, can't answer. Mama I cannot Mia, answer for that one. Another but, one that played and played and played and played. Yeah. You know, listen, Phantom, I mean, uh, God bless, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. He's amazing. And, uh, uh, ironically enough, my favorite show of his is one that never really did great. It was good, but never was phenomenal. And that was uh, Joseph. Uh, and the amazing, amazing technical. Yeah. Oh, but again, a moneymaker. Because yeah. Yeah. Every, every decade or so, you'll see that show tour with oh, a, yes. new, with a oh, new, yeah. new star. Right. It's oh, yeah. Done. No, but I, I, I mean, I love the music in that. I have, I have the original cast album from when they were in London, which is different. Than the Broadway cast, mm, it they changed. actually had, they had a, they had a, a I think they, they had a male. Uh, I'm gonna get this right. Um, they had a male narrator in London. In New York, it was female. I think it was the other way around. I forget which one is which now. But uh, you know, they toured. It, okay, and then they toured with a female later. Yeah, later, mm-hmm. much later. Yeah, but uh, what what what's the what's the uh, the fascination? You know, that's what's crazy about this business. You never know what's going to hit. And a perfect example of that was a show, and I'll be happy to say it. I saw it off-Broadway when it first it first, it first it was first uh, shown at uh, uh, second stage. It was called uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. Now, I to be fair, I saw it three weeks after the show prior to that was in there called an invisible thread. The energy invisible thread was like 110%. It was amazing. And then 
three weeks later, I came back to see, because I'm a subscriber, Dear Evan Hansen. Matter of fact, the show I was, the performance I attended, uh, Michael Grief, who was the director, spoke mm-hmm. to the audience. And I got to tell you, I was like, eh, no biggie. And I think part of that was because I still had that energy from a few weeks prior. And then all of a sudden, there's another show, and the energy is much lower. Right. And then I heard them. I heard that they're going to be bringing it to Broadway, and I'm going, eh, well, <laughs> I was wrong on that one. I'm, I'm usually pretty good, but that was one I was way off on. It touched and a chord. Yeah, it hit a chord. Yeah, just, it and did. It, just, really yeah. Did. it was amazing. And it just, you know, I said, wow. And, Michael, uh, by the way, is a La Jolla Playhouse alum. He was the artistic director yeah. here at La Jolla Playhouse for a spell. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and and Stacy Minch, who who's the who's the she 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 hit a home run with that show. <laughs> mm. uh, did you see the Did you see the uh, revival of Oklahoma, the most recent Oklahoma revival? Yes. And I take it by that you did not like it. I I'm just going to say <laughs> let, let let me just let me let, let me preface this by saying I'm a traditionalist. Mm-hmm. Okay. I grew up with Rodgers and Hammerstein and Cole Porter and Frank Lesser, who's one of my favorites. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You want to play with these things, write another show. You know, there, there's a director on Broadway. I don't want to mention his name right now. He's well known. I personally think he's highly overrated, but he takes he takes classics. And he, for want of a better word, panders to the audience and changes the storyline. Sometimes slightly, but enough that it changes the whole paradigm of the show. Well, that's exactly what happened with Oklahoma. Yeah, and the, I'm not the, I'm yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I mean You saw that, right, Anthony? I saw it in Philadelphia, I yeah. believe, after yeah, I remember we talked about that. And 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 I'm a traditionalist too. I love old musicals. I I there's there's a reason there's a reason why these shows are called classics. There's a reason that they're called iconic because they were done in that style. If you start changing the the storyline, a perfect example was a show Shiji. Shiji was a very well known show back in. Uh, late 50s, mm-hmm. early 60s, Maurice Chevalier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They practically re-re- rewrote the whole thing. The, 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 one of the classic songs, Thank Heaven for Little Girls. We can't have him sing that. It's a no. pedophile. Right. And I, I, I did not understand how the estates of Lerner and Lowe allowed them to change it so drastically. Mm. P.S., by the way, the show lasted about two and a half, three months. That was it. I do, I do understand that. I do want to say though that with Oklahoma, it it was shocking how much the 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 through line of that show played into today's politics and how yeah. different it it all looks from this perspective. Of, you know, uh, uh, you know, the shooting in the show and the fact that the town covers it up because he was a no gooder that nobody liked, yeah. you know, all of that. And I must say that I was really thrown by uh, 
Lori's uh, interpretation, the interpretation yeah. of Lori in that. No, it was it was done from a different perspective, and that's wow. fine. It just that again, then call it something else. Call it Oklahoma too, or don't or don't do it because quite honestly, I don't know that otherwise it really plays to today's audiences and yeah, even the uh, length of the shows. The other show, and, and I'm probably I really shouldn't say this, but wow, what the heck? Who's listening? Uh, just us. Hopefully, it's a lot of people. Just, Nobody. Just the three of us. Uh, is West Side Story. Now I didn't see it, but I saw clips when they were they were they were promoting it, and I was watching the clips, and I said, "I'm not spending any money on this show." You know, You're with the, with the, the video, the sh- with with the huge videos and the and the, the, the screens uh-huh. in the back and everything. Give me a break. The show, not the not the movie. The show you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The, oh no, okay. the, the show, the movie. I'm dying to see. I, I never got the a movie. Was I still really, haven't seen it. Really. I, haven't I seen am it dying either. to see it. Maybe now it's on. Uh, at this point, maybe it's on Netflix. I'll try to see if I can yeah, find it somewhere. Worth, it's worth. It's I worth want to see it. Being. Matter of fact, I know. I know how good it is because a very dear friend of mine, who, uh, matter of fact, one of the first people who used to call me Ruby, uh, he is not a theater goer. He's a musician, but he's not a theater goer, nor is his wife. Uh, and they told me they went to see it. They're living up in, in Cape Cod and they went to see it twice. Wow. You know, if they went to see it twice, it's got to right. be something. It's worth it. Right. No, I knew I, I was dying to see it. And I just had a chance to, to go to, uh, to see it. And uh, with the pandemic and everything, you know. But uh, I definitely want to see that. But the but the but the stage, the new staging of it was like, okay, give me a break. Now that said, we're talking about you know movies to 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 musicals or or to plays, whatever. In this case, there was one show which I was involved in uh, that was um, Network. Hmm. Network, great, incredible movie. You know, written by by uh, mm-hmm. uh, Patty Chayefsky. Uh, this was like in the eighties or nineties. Was it nineties? Yeah, in the in the late eighties, I believe. William it was. Hurt. Late eighties, and... I thought. Right. It was not William. Uh, was it William no. Hurst? Yeah. Uh, Hurt, uh, wasn't it? Wasn't mm-hmm. it William? That Hurt? was that was uh, Peter Peter O'Toole, who, and... who, who won who won the to- who won the Oscar most post- and... posthumously. And she uh, played. Who is it? She Faye Dunaway. Was Faye Dunaway? Was Faye Dunaway and and. Uh, uh, William Holden. William Holden, I believe it was. Peter Finch. Peter Finch. Yeah. Peter Finch. Peter Finch. I said Peter O'Toole. Uh, yeah. uh, William Holden, Robert Duvall, and, Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty. I yeah. remember Ned Beatty in that. It was amazing. It was an incredible. And and the thing was, I know who they were basing it on. They were. They actually. There was. There was a gentleman whose name I, uh, I've forgotten. I can see his face. He was. He, a matter of fact, uh, uh, Faye, uh, the other Faye, um, what the hell's her name? The, 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 um, Faye Ray? No, <laughs> no, she's, she's an actress. Uh, Faye, oh my God. She called, she, she dubbed him the mad, the mad programmer. Um, I, I can't think of his name offhand. He, he, he had stints at, at ABC and NBC. I don't think he was at, at CBS and he went crazy over there and then went back. He was in the, on the West coast. The story was based on him. This is where the idea came from, where 
And if you watch the movie, everything he wrote about back then has come to fruition. Reality shows. When this, when this movie was made, there was no such thing as a reality show. But Faye Dunaway, she, I got this great idea. Let's bring these people in. Let's show the killings. Let's show this. Let, it was, this was, you know, uh, 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 Paddy Chavsky was, was ahead. He, he was way ahead of his time on that. He knew what was happening. And uh, uh, they, but anyway, they did it on Broadway. And it was amazing. It was incredible. The set, the set. First of all, the set. It was. It was a. Uh, it, the, the set was the, the TV, the TV, the TV studio, but they had live cameras, throughout, throughout the. They had. I think there were four or five cameras, actually shooting. And you saw. So you had screens, and it was. It. It. It would. You'd see them along with the action. Uh, when necessary, uh, and it was it was brilliant. It was a brilliant show. Mm. I loved it. That was matter of fact. The man who did that uh, was David Binder, who produced that. He 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 gave us uh, Hedwig and the mm -hmm. Angry Inch, and brought back uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, I'm I'm really good today. I think I I I I, I need some coffee. Any any relation to Jay? No, no. Matter of fact, one is Binder, one is Binder. I always get the two of them confused. Oh, David yeah. Binder, uh, Raisin yeah. in the Sun. Yeah, he did, yeah, he did Raisin in the Sun. It, and, what what, what was the other that? one? Um, oh my God, it, it's going to drive me crazy now. Uh, uh, James uh, Franco. James Franco was in it. James Ooh. Franco. Uh, oh my Talking God, about a film or a, or a show. This the show based on a film. And and uh, uh, it'll come to me. I I, I it, this was this was this was this was two thousand of mice and men of mice and men. Thank you. Oh, I was asked to go into that, and I and I if the camera if they had the camera on when I was asked to go into it, I rolled my eyes back. I said, "You got to be kidding me," because the show originally was on Broadway about thirty years earlier. Mm -hmm. with uh, James Earl Jones and John Carradine. Not too shabby. It didn't do that well. And now they're bringing in this guy, a stick of wood standing next to uh, Anne Hathaway at the Oscars is going to be in it. I said, you're going to be kidding me. I got involved because it was my, I put money into the show. It was my uh, entry into that level of, of producers if you will it's how i got my foot in the door i mm. said i will spend the money it will be my initiation my dues if you will to get in surprise surprise the show sold out the first two weeks we we recouped in 13 everybody everybody i said i wish we'd gone in it turns out i was not the only person who felt like that mm. everybody was very very uh, you were banking on, on his his star power, really. They were yeah. very skeptical. Yeah. They were, were very skeptical of it, mm. and how I and and how I got into Hedwig's because I went into it. I met with I met uh, Neil Patrick Harris. I knew Lena Hall, and I'm thinking to myself, I knew nothing about the show Hedwig. I said the two of them together, this is going to be amazing. Mm. I called up that the, the, on Monday. I, I called the the uh, the office. 
I, I, I took a look first of all to see who was directing, uh, who was who was uh, producing it, and it was David Binder, mm-hmm. David Binder rather, same guy who was doing Mice and Men. Oh, so I called the the general manager, and they said we're not taking any money, and I said wait a second, you're in Mice and Men. Okay, who's your lawyer? All right. Oh, okay. I told him my lawyer was. We'll get back to you. They would not let me come in as a producer, but they I came in as a, as a as a investor at a nice level. And those two shows, I made some nice money. Good, <laughs> you know, good. I mean, Hedwig, Hedwig was supposed to be for eighteen weeks with Neil Patrick Harris, and that was it. It was doing so well, and of course, they won three Tonys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they wound up. Lost lasting seventy two weeks. Thank you very much. Cha ching. Yeah, yeah. Cha ching is right. I wish Ooh, I, nice little surprise. I yes. really wanted to have more money in it too. I just uh, they wouldn't allow me. That was uh, I, I wanted wow. to, but that was the surprise with with uh, with James Franco. Who knew? You know. Okay, but so that's... listen, Neil. So sorry. Getting the rap from D'Angelo. Rap, yeah. rap, rap. Oh, get in the tell, 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 he's like he's like you know, some, he's like the lunch. clock that keeps ticking. It's like yeah. oh, already enough, but it's almost 2023, and so I wonder any uh, any parting words for 2023 for our audience? Anything you'd Boy, like to share? Parting 2023. Well, I know that there'll be a. I'm I'm hoping for a huge transition in my life uh, coming up in 2023. As I say. We'll be doing. Uh, I'm looking to to uh, finalize raising money for for the workshop. And by the way, that workshop, the money, and we talk. I mentioned this briefly here. The money for an investor as opposed to a producer. When you when you see a, and I'll try to make this quick, D'Angelo. So don't 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 tear out what level, little hair you've got left. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, you have the the two. You have multi levels. The initial level to go to become to be involved in a Broadway show is usually twenty five thousand dollars. It's a unit. They 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 can break them down. It could be twelve uh, twelve five a half a unit that kind of thing, which is what I paid to get into Mice and Men. <laughs> I didn't want to pay twenty five, but the the idea is as an investor, you get to opening night, you go to the party, you can hobnob and. Once a month, depending on the setup, you can have tickets to go to the show, to see the show, take friends, that kind of thing. That's it. When you get to another level, which is usually one hundred and fifty to 200000 it can vary depending on the show, depending on how it's set up. Then you're at what they call a co-production level or an associate producer, whatever, depending on the level. And with each level, you get more benefits. Not only a you are now listed in the program, that's where you see all these names of all these so-called producers, they were investors. And when the show recoups, you get extra money. You don't just you don't just share in the money that everybody else shares in. You also share my piece. It's like the, 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 if there was a if there was a, a, a ledger and there's a line down the middle, 50% goes to the lead producer, the general manager, uh, the general partner rather, and then the other side is all the investors. If you have come in at a certain level, in those those top levels, you actually then can also get a piece of my side, like a bonus. That's where people make their money. So that said, what I'm offering, because it's front money to get to get this, I want to get this this uh, workshop up and running again as soon as possible. 
I am offering for 25,000, I am offering a co-production level, which is normally 200,000. So as the commercial would wow. say, it's a $200,000 deal of value. Value to 200,000, 25,000 will get you in. And that takes you all the way through Broadway. So you should win a Tony. You get to go on stage for 25 grand. Not a bad deal. Mm-hmm. So the people out there who are listening, who know this, who are, who are involved in theater, this is a deal. I'm giving you this deal. I'm, I only do this because I want to get this workshop up as quickly as possible. And there are 14 units available. That's it. And that's what we're doing. And where can so they reach you if uh, they can they reach me? They can reach me uh, at, uh, well, my email address is NSR productions at verizon.net uh it's uh, nancy sam robert productions at verizon.net or they can go on the the uh the website for dangerous that's uh dangerousmusical.com www.dangerousmusical.com and there is an area in there for information you click on it i will get the email and i will get back to them either way but uh would love to uh to talk to people and uh See if we can. I know this show will do well because it is different than everything else that's out there. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason. That that was the reason I got involved with it because what makes it different than every other show that's on Broadway? Mm. That's it. That's that was my raison d'être, as they say. I love it, and this is a chance to be a part of a show from the ground up, and that yes. is an interesting and- ride. It would be a very interesting ride. ride. Yeah. And as I say, and that's once, once those, you know, once we go to uh, regional, that doesn't happen anymore. It's, it's back to, you know, mm-hmm. 200,000 or whatever right. or more. That's so, right. That's how it works. Yeah, that's it. So that's what we're doing on that. But I'm, I'm hopefully, I, I don't want to say anything because I will say this for years. I've been a curmudgeon about new year's, new year's Eve, I hate I hate New Year's Eve. I hope I hate the whole concept of it. Oh boy! Oh wow! A New Year, that la di da. 2019, I had an, I had just gotten I I had installed solar paneling in my house. We I got a new car. Really, I love this hybrid car. I was doing all these great things. I'm saying it's the first time in my life. 2020 is going to be a great year. The first time that I actually. I was excited about New Year's 2020. Gonna be phenomenal. Okay, kids, I'm back to being a curmudgeon because this is what happened. I was looking for. Forward- get- <laughs> hey, do, you got a nap out of it, right? <laughs> a huge nap. I'm yeah, telling you, boy. Yeah, huge nap. So. Oh, it was terrible. I I couldn't mm. believe this. How how everything just yeah. turned on a dime. By you know March, it was like that was the well. We were supposed to do in February. We were supposed to do the workshop in February originally. And we had to cancel because uh, postpone it because of the Omicron virus. Mm-hmm. You know, right, things right. were still open, but and because right. I had a cast of twenty, the odds of someone becoming, you know, testing positive were really good. Right, very good. And right. even if you didn't, no one was coming to the theater because we were going to be doing it out at Sag Harbor at the time. No one was coming to the theater. No. So no. we we postponed it till October. Then then they were not still not coming out. We went to the we went to the city, and we wanted to do it in the city, and we still had to we still had to postpone it. So, you know, I I look at it this way: if we didn't do it yet 
It wasn't meant to be. Something better right. will come along. I have a couple of names which I cannot divulge yet. I'm still waiting to hear back from the, the dreaded uh, uh, agent. But there's one person, if she comes on board, we have a, we have a really big name that will be part of this. I'm hoping that, that she will join us. But uh, it will be, I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really hoping that this is going to be the big year. Uh, I'm actually reaching out. You're going to laugh. I've been reaching out to the Chinese. There are there are these 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 rich Chinese women. I I, I sound like I sound like Max Bialystok here. I'm telling you, I, <laughs> I feel like this. These these rich Chinese women. I mean, they're they're out there. They stay. They they put it right out there, and it's not not scams. At least most of them aren't. Where they they have their own jet. They have their own. You know, we're going to come to you. I said, okay, I have a show. They're looking at me. I, I think they're looking at me as fresh meat. But uh, if they if they put money into the show, so be it. You know, it's, it's, fresh meat. You are. This is it. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I I keep thinking of that scene in, in in the producers where where the ladies on the back of the of the of the uh, uh, motor scooter with with uh, zero go 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 Bialy go. <laughs> you know, uh, it just that's it. And I and I will look and I will I will open the open the vault and look at the dollars and say hello boys I've worked very hard for you mm -hmm. that's it <laughs> but uh, that's 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 what's going on but I, I I feel you know we've been working on it long enough and it, it will it will happen it's a great show everyone that reads it loves it I will send you the script please I, I will when I please. get off I will send the script to you and you already have the music we didn't play the music we're going to play it. Oh, we're going to play it. Oh, yeah, I'm we're sorry. going to we're going to oh, play I, it as I part thought, of this broadcast. Yes, oh, okay. We will. I'm sorry. I thought I thought I was getting the book. We're getting we're we're, we're shuffling <laughs> off the buffalo already. No, we'll do that in post. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. Neil. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and giving us more insight on dangerous. I may have said Broadway. I may have said too much or not enough, but. Yeah. Uh, I think you said just right. Just what you right. said was just well, right. Well, Anthony, you're you're a pleasure, and it's always a pleasure to the folks out there. We're doing got a Zoom, so I get to see Anthony's face, but more importantly, I get to see Alex's face. Aww, that's a, that's she, face at, she is right. so cute. Aww. I'm yes. telling Aww. you, a doll. Oh, if and, she was here you, right now. You I'm sorry, with... Anthony. No, it's all right. He's a lot cuter. I shot fair, of course. <laughs> but, uh, I appreciate that because I don't usually get to be the cuter one, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so here's hanging with the I... wrong people, Alex. That's right. No, <laughs> here's what I like to say. 2023 in new york that's what i'd like to say we'll there see you know. there we'll see you then yep come for my birthday yeah. listen but we'll we'll get together we'll get together at sardis on me. we'll get together at sardis on you i'll remember that and so see will that? everybody else right i have a whole audience of witnesses there you go now but yeah except for one thing there's one caveat alex must must join us okay <laughs> That's fine. A martini at Sardi's. Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't take much to make me happy. No. Oh, this is good. <laughs> oh, a cheap date. I love it. <laughs> Never cheap, always negotiable. Hey, thank you for listening to Bolotified. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. And remember to leave us your questions or comments at bolotta.com backslash podcast. Bolotified is a production of Bolotta Entertainment. Hey, that's a lot of Bolotta. Stay engaging. Hey,
Bye.